This episode of the New Hampshire Business Show is sponsored by Everlasting Capital. If you're a small business and you need money and a bank won't give it to you, Everlasting Capital is here to help. In as quickly as a couple of days, you can have the funding your business needs for new equipment or anything else you can need the capital for. So submit your application today and see how they can help you out. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the New Hampshire Business Show. My name is Chris Mastrana, and today we're here with Mark Aciard. Yes of a very good cleaning company. How's it going? So far, so good. <laughs> awesome. So let's get into it. Uh, tell me a little bit about yourself and the business. Well, we've been in operation 21 years. Uh, our business is sort of split between commercial janitorial nightly and residential and commercial floor care. Uh, floor care side covers anything from carpet cleaning, again, commercial or residential, tile and grout, uh, polishing concrete, um, doing upholstery, cleaning upholstery, fabrics, we can pressure wash. We, we have a wide range of services. Yeah. And then on the commercial side, we do uh, 47 bank branches a night and wow. a few commercial offices that we have people out cleaning on a nightly basis. Wow. So this is actually a pretty sizable company. Well, it's getting there. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. 20, 21 years in the, in the making to get to this point. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. I didn't know that because when, when you popped up on my radar, I'm like, oh, cool. You know, it looks right. like a nice company. And the ones I'm used to are usually pretty small. Right. And uh, so that's pretty cool. So well, we are. I still work the truck. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I, I just left the customer's house an hour ago. Yeah. And I'm going to be in a local uh, investment shop in another hour. Nice. Um, so I do most of the carpet cleaning and floor care, mainly because it's hard to find good help. Okay. You know, you have a, a van with $40,000 worth of equipment in it. You've got to have the right person to not just do the job, but interact with the clients. Yeah. You know, and I'm a little, I, I guard that like my children. Yeah. <laughs> so it's much easier to let somebody go into a bank at night where nobody's around or go into an office at night where they're not interacting with anybody. They can just do their thing. Yeah. Much easier to do that than you know, the hands-on face of the business. Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. So you said you do 47 branches a night? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot of work. Spread. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's a big area, too. Yeah. I mean, on the northernmost end, we have Hanover, New Hampshire, and, and Rochester, New Hampshire. And then yeah. in Mass, our southernmost is probably Saugus toward the coast and uh, Lincoln, Lexington over to the west. Yeah. So it's, it's, you know... Pretty good size area. Yeah. How many employees? We have 21 employees. Okay. Uh, and, and again, they're split between yeah. floor care and janitorial. Uh, actually, we have a new logo we just adopted. We're in the process of, of transferring everything over. So this will be outdated soon. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So let's get into, you told me a little bit uh, before we started, but like back when the company was brand new, mm-hmm. you know, let's talk about that time a little bit. Well, actually, I fell into this business. Yeah. Um, my wife at the time, I ran factories for a living. I was a plant manager in a production factory that made fluorescent lighting. And my uh, wife at the time was daycare center director. She'd come home every night, you know, complaining. Oh my God, the cleaners didn't. You know, clean the diaper pail. They didn't wash the floors. We came in, the place smelled like dirty diapers. And after about a month of hearing this, I'm like, what do you pay these people? Should we pay them $1,000 a month? 
and it was a you know fairly small 4,500 square foot daycare center. Yeah. For a thousand bucks, I'll do it. She's your hired. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't thought that one through. Yeah. So uh, we <laughs> we uh, did it for a few months. Learned what their problems and regulations were because doing offices is fairly generic. Mm -hmm. When you get into specialty things like daycare centers, okay. you you have germ transmitters in the winter. You have light switches and door handles and stuff that you need to wipe down because you don't want to transmit germs. Yeah. So you have a unique skill. Plus, you have the things that child services are going to inspect them on. So. We learned what their issues were, hired yeah. a few people to clean that center, went out and got more daycare centers. Hmm. And it was great. I was doubling my income with very little time investment. On the weekends, I would go do the floor work and the, the, the more intensive stuff myself. Yeah. And then 9-11 happened, and 80% of our contracts were in New York City, and construction dried up. Yeah. So they cut off second and third shift, and didn't need a second and third shift plant manager. I took a severance and I expanded the cleaning business up and running. Yeah. Over the years we morphed from uh, mainly commercial janitorial into mainly floor care and got certified to do carpets, got certified to do tile and grout. We're actually also crime and biohazard certified as well. Okay. The only, I think we're the only company here in the dairy area that is. That's, so, that's an interesting one. Well, there's not a lot of, of call for it up here. Yeah. I mean, most of your call is down in the Boston area. Yeah. And, you know, we don't really go down there much, but it does come up, like, with the bank. Sometimes you'll have an accident or something that needs to be remediated properly. We take care of it. Yeah. Now, when you say crime, bias, I'm assuming blood, any sure, kind any, of Yeah, kind of human waste products, blood, you know, any, any type of something that can transmit bacteria. Yeah. Okay. That was, hmm. So be, beyond the normal, you know, pet urine in the carpet yeah, yeah. at home. Type stuff. Right. Yeah. So that, I just find that, that fascinating because uh, would you need special crew for that or special licenses for that type of You, there is a certification process yeah. for it. It's a fairly new field. 20 years or so. Yeah. Um, there is a certification process, and the certification process deals mainly with cleaning versus what I call creative destruction. Mm -hmm. So you can go into, say, a crime scene where someone got shot. Yeah. And what you're going to do is less cleaning and more creative destruction. You're going to take the drywall off, you're going to bag it and tag it as medical waste, you're going to mm -hmm take the bedding off, you're going to, you know, you can might be able to get away with cleaning the carpets depending on what it is. Yeah. Otherwise, that's going to, and you're down to oh. the frames, which you clean, and so it, it's, it's, um, and then you build it back. Okay. So there, it's, it's more of a restoration process yeah. than an actual cleaning process. And uh, there are certain protocols, you know, you have to set up a transfer room, so you know, if, if the incident happened in a bedroom, you might set up a zip wall cubicle outside there so you can transfer contaminated into the pod and clean yeah. from the other side so that the two don't cross-contaminate. Okay. Huh. That's pretty interesting because I know that, again, up in this area, crime's a bit lower than other yeah. parts of the country, but 
And but in some places, places, that would be needed a lot. I'm sure. So, yeah. So that's pretty cool. So let's get into the. Uh, <clears throat> say? So you started off again, pretty small. You're mm-hmm. going from there. One man operation. Yeah. And then you start hiring a couple people, taking on extra daycare. Well, I actually just... try to avoid having. You know, if you don't have your own business, you're you're not always aware that government makes it very hard to have employees. Yeah. So I actually tried to avoid employees. I went to great lengths to be able to have subs for the longest time. Yeah. But then when we started growing in janitorial, you had to have employees because, especially when you're dealing with banks or, yeah. or large corporations, they not only want to see your certificate of insurance and your workman's comp and all that, they want to see that you have W-4 employees not 1099 subs. Yeah. They want to see that the people are contracted to the company, that they've been trained, they've been onboarded properly. And of course, there is a whole boatload of OSHA policies that you have to develop once you cross that threshold of having 10 employees. Yeah. We had to develop a health and safety plan. We had to develop a drug and alcohol policy, sexual harassment policy, diversity training, which... The sexual harassment policy I find funny because they're working alone at night. Yeah. I have no idea who they're going to sexually harass, but we got the policy just in case. You know, and and it costs you thousands of dollars yeah. and hundreds of man hours to develop these OSHA compliant policies that nobody's ever going to see, nobody's yeah. ever going to use. They're just paper. Yeah. Huh. And because of because that's the, that's the space a lot of our listeners haven't got to yet, but they're kind of, so a lot of them are broaching that point where it's usually, so it's a solo entrepreneur. Right. They're working and they're like, they do the best they can to stay with, you know, contractors or one business working with another one. Sure. And then you're like, I need to hire somebody. <laughs> well, and that's, I don't know, for me, I found that even so much as going with an accountant. Yeah. I found that very hard to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I grew my business doing everything myself. <clears throat> Letting someone else in to to you know take over that was that was a huge step. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't I wasn't quite sure. Yeah, I mean, you when you have your own business today, if you want to do it right, I mean, yes, you can open your door and put out a sign and get contracts with no certification, no insurance, no nothing. You could be a fly-by-night, in-out, cash yeah. work. But if you want to do it right, it is, uh, you have to be a jack-of-all-trades. I mean, it's not enough to know your craft. It's not enough to know how to clean carpets or, or clean tile and grout. Or yeah. You have to know accounting. You have to know HR. You have to know uh, the legal side of it. You have to know all these myriad little things, social media promoting, advertising, you know, all these myriad little things that are gonna play into your business because if you don't learn them, you're gonna stay a one-man operation, making whatever you make to pay your bills, and that's it. You're not growing a business, you have a job. Yeah, yeah, your job is for you. Right. Yeah, Yeah, that's a job. But I mean, if you wanna grow it into something that at some point you can retire, whether you know, a kid takes it over and, and keeps the business going, or whether you sell it, it has to be a business. Yeah. It can't just be, you know, me on a truck. Yeah. Because I get off the truck, everything stops. Yeah. <laughs> and and 
then you run to, like you said, you have 47 banks. You can't do that by yourself at night. No. There's a direct limit to your time. No, I can't even supervise them by myself at night. Yeah. I have to have you, you, you know, one thing the military teaches you mm-hmm. is a chain of command. Yeah. You have to create that in your own business. And it's kind of funny is you would know, uh, people that have been in the military understand, mm-hmm. I don't care if you got out as a sergeant, the military teaches you, even at the lower ranks, teaches you a lot of life skills that will come in very handy throughout your life yeah. that nobody ever thinks of. You know, you could have been an 18-year-old kid managing $5 million worth of equipment. You, you had an inordinate amount of responsibility yeah. that you just, no corporation's going to trust an 18-year-old kid <laughs> to manage $5 million worth of equipment. Yeah. But I was a medic. I worked in the hospital. Mm-hmm. The, art, the respiratory therapy techs, 15, 20 million dollars worth of equipment is under their direct control. Yeah. You know, they're 18 years old. Yeah. They've had a couple years of training. Yeah. But they've also had that sort of inculcation of responsibility mm-hmm. that in civilian life just doesn't exist. Yeah. And it's up to your parents or somebody like that to teach you. You know, all of that comes in handy when you own your own business because setting up a chain of command, finding people you can trust, finding people that are competent yeah, and that are going to be little mini extensions of you. Yeah, and being able to delegate. Yeah. That's, that's, that's my weakness. Yeah. <laughs> that's my weakness. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I do find it difficult to delegate. Yeah, and most people do. I mean, that, that's one of the big problems for entrepreneurs is getting to that point where like, Okay, here's the accountant, you know, that, that's difficult. <laughs> my problem was, even with the subs, my problem was, oh my God, if I have to stand here and watch you do it, I might as well just do it myself. Yeah. And you realize after a while when you come home and your body's wrecked and you've worked 16 hours a day <laughs> that you've got to step back, you've got to teach them, mm-hmm. supervise them to make sure they got it, and then step back and watch them do it to make sure that everything's going to be okay, that you can actually not show up one night yeah. and, and they're going to be able to do what you train them to do. Yeah. And it's like a, a very gradual backing off process. Yeah. The umbilical only stretches so far <laughs> before it snaps back. Yeah. Yeah. And then you learn to trust them. Okay, right. You can do this. I trust you to do it. Perfect. Yeah. And you hope they don't just quit one night and you're like, <laughs> I've had that happen <sighs> too. I, I actually had, when we first started with the bank contract, I had this girl, hired her, she looked great on paper. She had been cleaning offices locally, and this was up in Hanover, New Hampshire, okay. which is an hour and a half drive from here. Mm-hmm. Everything looked great. Showed her around the bank, she was fine. Showed her where everything was. Her first night alone, she walks into the bank, I get a text message that night. Oh my God. My OCD is going crazy. I don't know where to start this. It's just, it's, it's overwhelming. I can't do this. I left everything in the branch manager's desk. I'm sorry, branch manager's office. I'm trying to call her, text her. She's not answering anything. Yeah. Next morning, I get a call from the branch manager. She says, Mark, um, your cleaner left everything in my desk, in my office. She left a note. I'm like, no, she didn't leave a note. <laughs> and it basically said what she said on the text. So... You can hire who you think is the best employee, and you can trust them with everything, but until they actually are there performing the work and you get to audit it and see how it looks, you never quite know. Yeah. (laughs) 
I like it. That's funny. There's, there's always a, a, a risk up front. Yeah. Always that chance. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So if people want to learn a little more about you and the company, what you do, how they find how they reach you. Well, we have a website. It's eponymous, a very good cleaning www.averygoodcleaningcompany.com. Mm -hmm. We're on Facebook, uh, a very good cleaning company. I don't do much with Twitter or any of that. We are on Instagram, although I'm still learning Instagram yeah. and feeling my way about. Yeah. Um, I find that less useful because I can put up pictures of my work on Facebook. I yeah. don't understand why I need to put them up on Instagram as well. So yeah. I'm, I'm still overcoming that natural uh, aversion to it. Yeah. Um, I had to explain to my son that no business does not need a Snapchat or a FaceTime. We're good. All right. Yeah. You know, especially my type of business. Yeah. You know, if I was a public speaker, maybe. All right. Okay. Yeah, and then an influencer, I need those. Right. Yeah. But you know, cleaning carpets, no. I, I can put <laughs> pictures of work, videos, before and afters, all that. I can put that up on Facebook, put it up on the website. Yeah. We are the only carpet cleaning and floor care company in New Hampshire with 424 A reviews. Work very hard. My name's on the door. Uh, my customers have my number. It's on my hip 24-7. Um, so I take that very personally. I worked very hard for those uh, for those reviews. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, we're on the, the local pages, bringing dairy together, uh, Wyndham business, uh, Salem residents. We're on a lot of the local pages. A lot of my customers will, you know, somebody puts up, you know, can you recommend a carpet cleaner? And yeah. all of a sudden there's a plethora of customers going, oh yeah, you got to call this guy or call that guy. <laughs> yeah, awesome. And I try to answer them all personally. I try to answer all reviews and thank people for giving them. And, you know, that, when I first, when reviews first became a thing, yeah, you know, when be honest I wish the internet had been around 20 years ago yeah. the way it is today uh, it would have saved thousands of dollars in yellow pages ads yeah but um, when reviews first became a thing I, I was on Angie's list that was my first real uh, public platform where people gave reviews and um, I'd read these reviews from other companies and, and I'd be amazed that they'd get into a pissing contest with the customer yeah well, in my business, your customer is usually a woman. It's usually the woman of the house that calls. Mm -hmm. So if you're dealing with a woman who's upset, telling her she's wrong is not the right approach, even <laughs> no matter what. Yeah. No matter what the circumstances of the issue are. Telling her, no, we did this and, and you're wrong, is it, it's not going to win. And you find out with reviews that if people are dissatisfied, they'll tell 10 people in a heartbeat. Yeah. If you do a great job and they're over the moon, they may or may not tell someone. They may not expend the effort. Yeah. But if they're pissed, everybody they know yeah. is going to find out. So I would see these reviews and I'd see the business owner get on there and argue with the customer. You're in a public forum. Yeah. Millions of people can see, okay, in New Hampshire, tens of thousands of people can see this. Mm -hmm. And they see how you handle a, a dissatisfied customer. Yeah. You didn't try to smooth it over. You didn't try to make it right. You argued with her. You probably lost 20 other potential clients because you mishandled the situation. It's much, I'll give you a perfect example. My, my 
very first F review. I, I at that point I had like a hundred A reviews. Yeah. Getting F out of the blue, and it happened nine months after the appointment had happened. Hmm. So I had been in this woman's house on April fifth on a buy one get one coupon. I was in her house maybe thirty minutes. It was a forty dollar job. The review says, well, you know, first week of January he was here. Uh, the job was $1,600, and they took 800 up front. It took weeks to complete, and it still wasn't right, and I've never been able to get a hold of them since. So I clean carpets. Yeah. Even if you have a 10-room house, I'm in and out of your house in a few hours. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's, not, yeah. it's not a week's-long thing. Yeah. And sad to say, I've never had a $1,600 residential job. Yeah. But uh, I called Angie's list, and I'm like, this is obviously, she's confused me with a painter, remodeler, tiler, or something. Yeah. He says, we don't take them down. You can rebut them. We don't take them down. Which I've learned to like because now there's no politics being played with the reviews you yeah. see. It is what you see is what you get. Yeah. That's why we don't edit or take down or anything. Right. Like and, and so I wrote a response and I said, you know, ma'am, uh, I'm very sorry you had a bad experience, but I think you may have confused me with. Uh, remodeler, Tyler, painter, whatever. I said I was in your home on April 5th on a buy one get one coupon. I was in there 30 minutes. Uh, you know, I'm very sorry you had a bad experience, but you know, next time you need your carpets clean, please feel free to give me a call. Yeah. I've gotten more comments on the response to that review than I've gotten on the hundreds of great reviews that we have. Yeah. Because people liked the way it was handled. Yeah. I'll, I'll go to any lengths to make my customer happy because I want that good review. Yeah. I don't want them going out and telling people we did <laughs> something horrendous. To the, you know, we painted the dog or whatever. <laughs> um, yeah, it's crazy. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. It's been really good. Thank you. Absolutely. Cool. So thank you guys so much for listening. Definitely, this was a good one to listen to. Uh, a lot of experience from a larger company. It was a surprise for me today. I didn't realize that. It's pretty good. So everyone, be good. Have a great day.